So I want to talk today about something that's maybe not seen as optimal in our society, especially on social media platforms uh, like Instagram. You see a lot of pretty, happy, clean. You see people who have it together and they seem like the ideal. On the flip side, anger is seen as something to be avoided, especially in women. If women are angry, we're deemed unstable, aggressive, or bitchy. Men can act that way and be seen as passionate, but women, no, 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 women have to keep it together. Well, screw that. (laughs) Here's why a little anger is no bad thing. When channeled well, anger can be massively productive. Anger can lead to incredible change, but I want to be super clear on the sliding scale of anger. Just this month, we saw anger out of control. We saw people storm the Capitol in Washington, D.C. in a completely unlawful, dangerous, and terrifying manner. Their anger spiraled into mob mentality. They erected gallows. They put people's lives at risk. They had tunnel vision rage. This is not the kind of anger that I'm going to be talking about, because that level of anger is downright dangerous. Instead, I want to talk about two women who use their anger for good. So recently I was listening to David Tennant has a podcast, and he interviewed Stacey Abrams. If you don't know Stacey Abrams, she came into widespread recognition when she ran in the gubernatorial elections in Georgia. Gubernatorial, that always sounds like an odd word to me. She ran to be governor. She was a favorite to win, but she lost. Now her opponent, he had spent the previous years purging the voter registration lists of 10% of voters in his time as Secretary of State. The majority of those voters affected were African Americans in poorer districts. Was it fair that she lost? Nope. But unlike the mob that stormed the Capitol, Stacey Abrams turned her anger into action. And rest assured, she was angry. That's the line that really uh, like started this for me, this podcast episode. In that interview with David Tennant, Abrams said, I'm always angry. But then she went on to explain how she channels that anger into action and doing something about it. Her mission is to eradicate poverty, and you can only do that when you have the support of branches of government. So her loss in the election pushed her to focus to create Fair Fight Action, which is about ending voter suppression. And what do we have now? Two more Senate seats for Democrats in Georgia. She didn't incite violence. Nobody stormed the polling booths. She took that anger at an unjust system and did something about it. She rallied people to volunteer and organize. She gave people a vision and hope, and not once was there violence involved. Anger can lead to great change that positively impacts the masses. Now, I've also been getting the Little People Big Dreams series out of the library for my kids. So it's basically a series of children's books that shares the story of important people in history. And this past week, we've been reading about Rosa Parks. I've also listened to a lot of other podcasts talking about Rosa Parks and the civil rights movement, and one of the things that stands out for me is that there's this misconception that she didn't get out of her seat because she was tired. She had a long day, she was tired, she didn't want to get up. Well, that's not quite it. She was tired for sure, but she was tired of injustice. And you even see this in the children's book I mentioned. Rosa Parks knew how black people were being treated in the US and in many parts of the world was just plain wrong. And she'd seen injustice after injustice. Her action, her choice on that bus, it inspired other people who were equally angry. But were there riots? Were they attacking buses? No, they abstained from riding the bus for a whole year, which had an immense economic impact. And sometimes money talks, right? We'd like to think that people make the morally superior decision, that we all believe in equal rights, but for some people, money talks first. This anger, this collective action, taken as a result of that anger, 
That led to the Supreme Court ruling that the Montgomery, Alabama segregation laws were unconstitutional. So I've just talked about two badass women who channeled their anger into solid action. I'm not saying that you have to change the world, but how could productively channeling your anger change your own life? I know it can. We see it a lot. You're told you're not good enough for a job, so you say screw that and you go and do it anyways. You find a way to make your dreams happen. But what if you're stuck in that anger right now? How do you move into action? First, you have to let the dang anger out. The the rage part, the boiling over part, the part that threatens violence or choices that are going to harm you down the line. That anger needs to be released. Scream into the pillow. Write a letter to the person you're mad at and say exactly what you want to say, say to them. And then don't mail it. Punch the punching bag. Run that energy off. Cry. You need to let it out physically and emotionally so that what you're left with, you're left with enough anger that you can actually do something about. If you don't skim the top off, you're going to boil over and it can immobilize you. So let it out. Then take a breath and take the smallest bit of action. Especially if you've never been an action type of person before, start small. Is this to say that I have never blown off the handle? Of course not. I've got a temper. I've said regrettable things in my life, but it has always happened when I haven't skimmed off that top layer first. So pause and then take your moment to skim it off, like the screaming in the pillow, the going for a run, the just taking some deep breaths. Do that first. Now, let's talk politics again. For me, tweeting is about the same as screaming into a pillow. It doesn't actually do much. Like, it doesn't do much to make change, right? It makes me feel a little better in the moment, but it doesn't create change. Now, I'm not a door knocker. I don't want to call people and convince them to vote for the party I vote for. I don't want to be subject to abuse. I know my boundaries, but I do want to see change. So I chose to get uncomfortable in 2019, I think. It started by writing one letter to my MLA, and that turned into another and another and another, and it turned into talking to my MLA on the phone twice. Did that change anything grand scale? Probably not. He was very much a stick in the mud, and if you didn't vote for him, he did not care. But I took satisfaction knowing that I took up his time, knowing that I made him listen to the other side, even if he wasn't going to do anything about it, because you know what? Your time is valuable, and if I took that up, I'm proud of that. And I thought, if enough people do this, then we can see change. And it's not as scary as you think it is writing that letter or going, getting on the phone. Anger in my own life. I was laid off from a job in 2019. I was laid off two weeks before the end of my maternity leave, which meant I would therefore be ineligible for employment assistance from the government. Oh, I was mad. And that employer was, well, I don't have great things to say about that boss in particular. But I had the choice. Do I stay angry and find another job that made me feel less than? Or did I take the chance to start my business? Well, I started the business. And five months later, six months later, I was making full-time income. I used that anger to fuel me to work harder and to thrive. Now, COVID then threw my business for a loop. um, But I'm not angry about it because there's really nothing that can be done about that now, right? It's, there's no person to be angry at with COVID. It's, it's a state. And so I'm, I, I miss things. I'm sad about things, but I'm not angry about it in the same way. I've made different choices for my family. My business still exists. And one day it'll be full time again. I don't know when it could be many years, but I know I'll get there. So that's me. How are you going to use anger in a productive way? 
I bet you've been angry in 2020 or even more recently. I bet there are things that fire you up. What are you doing about them? How can you skin off that top layer of rage? And how can you use what's lying under the surface to make real change for yourself, for your family, or for others? Start with small actions, small enough that you know you can do it, and then build from there. If this resonates with you, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or you could share this episode on social media. Honestly, sharing this episode with others is the biggest gift you can give a podcaster like myself. And of course, you can always connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at stresslessladies, and I love hearing from listeners. So have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. 